Hi there, I'm Valerie Gras, and you are listening to Textures. Texture is a podcast about art, design, and entrepreneurship. In each episode, I chat with artists, designers, creators, and innovators, the people who add textures to our world. In each episode, you will meet with creative minds, discover their world, their work, and how they made it happen. Texture is an informal and open conversation about living and leading a creative life. Today, I'm meeting with Joe Nider, graphic designer and founder of Nider Creative, a company that specializes in branding, web, and print design based in Houston, Texas. Joe received her degree in graphic design from Loyola University in New Orleans. She started her own company, Nider Creative, because she wanted to work with clients and brands she believes in. Joe is a feminist, strong supporter of women and business, and talks about balancing motherhood and career. Joe and I have worked together on several projects, and I am so happy to share this episode with you. Let's hear about Joe's creative and business journey. Hi, Joe. Hi. Thank you for accepting my invitation on this podcast. So you currently live in Houston, but you are from a little bit far away. And I really want to hear about you. So I am originally from Baltimore. And I say Baltimore, but I don't mean like the, the city. I'm from outside of Baltimore. And I grew up kind of what I would call like horse country, Maryland, and went to school in the suburbs of Baltimore, moved to New Orleans for college, and now Houston. You're a family of five children. Yes. Both of your parents are apparently very artistic, and all your brothers are also very artistic. So I am the youngest of five, yeah, and it's uh, four boys and then me. So how was it to grow in a very creative family? So, you know, my parents, my mom's an art teacher, but she also is an artist in her own right. And my dad is in sales, but he also loves the arts. And growing up with five kids in your family, you it's a lot of money, you know. <laughs> so my parents found creative ways to entertain us. And, you know, we weren't traveling a lot or going out to like nice meals, but my mom would come up with creative things to do. Like she would teach us how to make pillows or she would take us to the lumber yard and she would be like, pick out a cool piece of wood and then make it into something beautiful. And so she was always coming up with these like, creative activities that I think kind of nourished what was already there for us, like that creative juice. Did it give you like a confidence and self-trust later on in life? Yeah, definitely. I think growing up with parents who supported not just the arts, but creative thought really didn't, you know, I wasn't nervous to be myself, but I don't think that, you know, no matter how much my parents supported and believed in me. Um, I don't think I gained my full confidence in myself until I went to college. For me, I think confidence and maturity go hand in hand. And I think, you know, it took me breaking up with an ex-boyfriend who really brought me down to and like taking time to focus on my relationships with the amazing women in my life that really brought me into like 
you know, the full confident woman that I am. <laughs> so you were in this environment at home and then you went to college. I would love to ask you, when did you learn that graphic design was a profession? So I actually learned about graphic design in um, high school. I had this teacher, uh, her name was Mrs. Nichols, and she was probably in her 70s, but somehow she taught herself enough about computers and digital media to put together a class. And I took a digital media class with her and I loved it. And I don't know if I necessarily defined it as branding at that point, that, it, that what I liked, but I liked the connection of bringing my art to the computer. And so you choose to go to New Orleans. Yeah. So how were your years at the university in this amazing city of New Orleans? Yeah, so I visited New Orleans um, initially because I had an ex-boyfriend who went to school there and broke up with the boyfriend and still loved the city. So I applied at Loyola New Orleans. I loved the school so much. I felt this connection to the small class sizes And honestly, I just thought it was a beautiful campus. So between being located in New Orleans, which is just like the city that you connect to, I just like didn't look back. I knew I wanted to go there. So how was Loyola and what was your favorite subject? Well, obviously graphic design was my favorite subject, but it was a brutal program. It's, I think it was really hard and I often like resented my teachers <laughs> because they expected so much from us. When I look back at my experience with my teachers, Daniela Marks and Tom Barisco, I really value what they were doing. You know, they were trying to prepare us for the world and it's a competitive industry to be in graphic design. So they really pushed us really hard and I resented them, but I regret resenting them <laughs> because they were right <laughs> and they were just trying to do us right, you know? So they're great. It's, it's the best. I love it. All these years at Loyola, do they still have an impact on you today? The way you work, the way you approach projects, the way you think? Oh, absolutely. I think um, I still think about my like classes and the fundamentals of typography and even beyond just like graphic design classes, you know, I bartended my way through college and as silly as it sounds, um, my time at the boot as a bartender, like being behind the bar and slinging drinks and going to class, like it really taught me how to hustle and how to connect with a variety of people and be comfortable in situations where you're under a lot of pressure. So I really credit, you know, my time as a bartender and my time as a student. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go any further, can you describe what is your job? What is to be a graphic designer today? So graphic designer is a pretty broad term because I think like if you look up the definition and I'm going to get this wrong, it's visual communication through a combination of like photography, typography, um, and like messaging and illustration. So it really encompasses a lot. What we focus on is logo, branding, and web design. So logo, website, it's something easy to understand. 
Branding, it's a little harder. It's a little more abstract. Can you describe what branding is and what makes a good brand? Yeah, so branding, you know, when people think of branding, I think they think like, oh, you'll make us a pretty logo. Great, you know, but while we can just do that, the successful brands, I think, are the ones that hire us or another company, but preferably us, <laughs> to uh, really define how the logo is going to be used and not just the logo but the overall messaging of your company so we create this logo and then we tell you how to use it and we also tell you how like what goes with it you know what kind of photography what kind of voice you need and what kind of color you know define the color palette define consistency because that's like really what the brand needs to become relevant so you really have to image yourself into the company you're working for. You know, we do work with larger companies, but we also work with a lot of small businesses. And with every company and business, you're trying to define them, you know, in a visual way. So, and something that's going to speak to the consumer. So it's it's hard, but again, like I think my time bartending and growing up in Baltimore and then New Orleans, like, it's just you, I got to meet so many different people that it helped me understand different types of people. What challenges did you like as a graphic designer? I think the, the constant challenge for every graphic designer is to come up with something completely new and different. You know, you have some clients who are in the same industry and you don't want them to ever look at your a logo that you've done and say, oh my gosh, that's Snyder Creative, you know? I think you want them to look at it and say, oh my gosh, that's that client. And that's the best side of them. And that's the best representation of them. And who did that? You know, I don't want people to say, oh my gosh, that's Snyder Creative, obviously, you know? <laughs> so New Orleans, you met your husband in New Orleans. He was also a student. And you moved to Houston, worked with different companies, and then you decided to pull the trigger, just go on your own. How did you make this jump? What was the trigger? Well, I was honestly drunk on a plane to Bolivia, and I was just drained. I felt like, you know, the company I worked for, while I like, they gave me a lot of opportunity and they were really kind, I just didn't connect with who their clientele was these like huge companies and i didn't feel like i was getting to do exactly what i dreamed i would do and i realized in this drunken aha moment that if i had an idea of what i wanted to do and who i wanted to work with that i needed to do it on my own and my husband was just like so supportive that's wonderful yeah so joe which logo do you wish you would have designed? That I didn't design, that I wish I would have? Maybe I'm wrong, but to me, a good logo is the one that will last long and really have an impact with time. I'm really drawn to black and white logos. And I mean, it sounds so typical graphic designer, generic graphic designer to say like, the most iconic logos out there are like Nike and Coco Chanel and those classics. And there's a reason that everyone references them because they are 
so good and they're so minimal, you know? So I guess if I, if I could reach that level of one day of someone being like, that's the next like Coco Chanel logo, that would be pretty cool. So personally, my favorite one is the one from Yves Saint Laurent. I think here in US you say YSL, but since I'm French, I say Yves Saint Laurent. Uh, it was designed in 1961 by Cassandre. I mean, it's a while back and it's still so strong. It's never going to go out of style, just like Chanel and just like um, Nike. It's never going to go away. Do you think it's the power of simplicity that makes a good logo? Is that the key? Um, not always. I think, well, in a good logo, yes, simplicity. But in a great brand, not necessarily. Because some brands are super loud and busy and that like really works for them. But a minimal logo mark, I think, is, is key. So I want to talk to you about your responsibility as a graphic designer. Um, I think it's very hard to stand out in this jungle. I'm talking about the jungle, the visual jungle we are living in. First thing we do in the morning, we look at our phone and we have like flows and flows of image coming to us. Then after we watch, you know, the newspaper or magazine, more image the TV, more image. And then you go to work and you have on the side of a bus, you have more image, billboards, more image. And it's like a real jungle. And I want to know, how do you do to really stand out and give a powerful message, really have a meaningful visual content for your clients? So I think it goes back to consistency. I think especially, you know, step one, define your brand, make your logo, decide what your messaging is going to be and stick with it. I mean, it can evolve, but people crave consistency, um, in my opinion. And also you're never going to be, I don't think anyone's ever going to be the most followed or the, the biggest or the best, you know, I think we can, I'll just like stick to what we know is good and just focus on what we're really good at and be thoughtful about our content and not just post something because it's pretty, but because it like means something. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the way to be authentic, being authentic. Like don't be afraid to be yourself and bring who you are into your business. Yes, true. That's absolutely true. So what is the design process? If I come to you today and say, I want you to design my logo and website, what is the process? Where do you start? So the first thing is obviously always, let's have a conversation. Um, you know, we don't just have clients that are local in Houston. We have a lot in New Orleans like you, but when I can, I really try to meet with people in person just to like get that initial feeling. I think the face-to-face, -face, whether it's like through Skype or, you know, if it has to be on the phone, that's okay, but that like connection. And then we offer branding packages and no matter what package you choose for branding, we always try to get to know our customers by having them answer a questionnaire. The questionnaire 
is like 15 questions. We don't want people to feel overwhelmed with the amount of homework they need to do, but at the same time, you're giving us a huge responsibility, which we're flattered, but we, we need to know more about what you do and who you are. So we ask a lot of questions that I think people haven't really asked themselves about their business, which sometimes they're like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about who my competitors are in years or, you know, and it just, it provokes their thoughts. And then we also always ask them to share visuals with us. They can send us fabric samples if they're interior designers or even if they're not and there's like a pattern that speaks to them or they can, we've had magazines delivered to us with pages dog-eared, you know, and it's like, just some sort of visual representation of who you are. Sometimes it's through a Pinterest board, but again, sometimes it's through like an actual box that gets mailed to us of things that they've collected. So collecting those two things, um, the written content and the visual is so important. And then we put together logo concepts based off of the information that they've provided to us. So it's really getting to know them and you know all of that getting to know them the visuals and the written copy all work together to create hopefully successful logo concepts we always include um, a few rounds of revisions to each package just because even if we hit it on the first round almost everyone needs to see a second usually as an interior designer we always come back to the first option it almost always goes back to like the very first concepts, but you know, you just like us, you have to see the options. And that's like part of what we do is show you the good. I mean, they're all good, but like we know pretty much right away which one's going to be chosen, but we have to like let them get there, you know? <laughs> and then once the logo is approved, um, then we start working on how is it going to be used? So stationary. We design stationery from business cards to folders, and then also branding guidelines. You may not always be working with us. So whether it's someone in your company or someone, another design firm or ad agency, they need to know how we intended the logo to be used. So while your guidelines can always change, we set the tone. So we'll put together an outline of how it should be used. Then once all of that's done, then we move on to web design. And web design is its own beast. I mean, you can go real big and <laughs> custom and the sky's the limit. Um, or we also don't like to just like, oh, there's so many brands that I want to work with that are coming, you know, just like companies that we believe in that we don't want to say no to. So we also offer template design, which is, we build a site based off a template. So I really try to accommodate a lot of different business sizes. What's going on if you have a company that comes to you and their philosophy, their voice, their message doesn't really align with your values or doesn't speak to you? I think as a business owner, you have to know where you stand. And I think you have to know, so not to get political, but there are, in our world right now, there's such a divide of politics and we live in the South, even if my beliefs like don't align with what they believe politically or, you know, I try to see the positive and work with people because I want to understand 
different types of people, but then at the same time, there are some companies or individuals that have come to us where you just get a bad feeling, you know, and you're just like, this is going to drain me or this, this person and I like aren't vibing and I'm going to disappoint them or, you know, something like that where you just have to say no to the project because sometimes you can't put a dollar value on, you know, your, your sanity, you know, but I think that I've only had to do that like a couple times because overall I've been able to work with most people. And also it's pretty hard to become creative when you don't have a subject that speaks to you. Well, and I mean, you know, it is hard to be creative when something doesn't speak to you, but that's part of the challenge of being a good graphic designer is they may run a business for cleaning toilets, but, and I may not want to do that, but I think getting in their head on like how to present this in a way that is going to make them successful is like part of the challenge, you know? Does graphic designers still sketch by hand or everything is computer-based now? Well, I think different graphic designers, everyone works differently. I don't do a lot of sketching by hand. I just like, I'm honestly not a very good drawler. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds weird, but I work really well on the computer and I work really well with fonts. And I sketch things that look juvenile, but I can bring them to the computer and make them come to life. I think, you know, does my team sketch? Yeah, sometimes I think they sketch up their ideas, but they're not drawing most logos by hand anymore. I don't think. I mean, definitely. I think the computer mouse is an extension of your hand. Yes. I mean, I'm like, I don't even, it's, I'm basically a carpal tunnel at an early age from being connected to my mouse. But also I think when we do draw now, like I have one team member who loves her iPad and like loves to draw on her iPad and create designs. And I think, you know, it is good to get off your computer. It is good to step away. And we do do that when we need a break from the computer, but I, it would, I would be being, being dishonest if I said we sketched everything. <laughs> So talk to me about colors. There is colors everywhere on your website, in your branding. Uh, it's really intense and I love it. To me, it's very Pepsi. Uh, I mean, we say Pepsi in French, I don't know, which is kind of silly because we say Pepsi referring to opening up a can of Pepsi, which is pew, a lot of energy and very powerful and joyful. So talk to me about your colors. And how you use it in such a powerful way. Um, I love black and white in my life, but in branding and in art, I love color. Um, I'm super inspired by Bauhaus. I always connect with, you know, I don't know a lot about the history of Bauhaus. I just know I like the pictures and I love primary colors and I love bold shapes. So geometric and primary colors really speak to me well if your house is black and your office is white your brand and your brand are really colorful <laughs> yeah my, i know i like think in color so much that i think my brain needs a break when i'm 
because everything I do is so like color, you know, paper and branding and, and photography, like it's all just like so colorful that I think I just surround myself with like white and black and neutral because my brain just can't take it. <laughs> so you kind of created a niche in your business. You have many high-end residential interior designer that came to you. And we previously talked about having people from the same industry um, being a challenge to make sure that you don't cross, you know, different companies that could look like each other. Uh, having a niche, do you think it's a good thing in business or it's even more challenging? I think it's great. I love the fact that so many interior designers have come to us um, and so many people in the interior world um, because A, interior designers and, you know, builders and art, they have this creative mind. And so by getting to work with them, they care about the paper, they care about the ink, they care about the finish of everything. So they really let us and they trust us. You know, they're like, this is what you do because they know what it's like going through the process with their own clients that they always want to be trusted. And so for us, it's been in insanely valuable to have all these interior designers and creatives come to us because A, it's super flattering that these creative minds want to work with us and B, they believe in us and like they trust us. So that's when we get to have like the absolute most fun. And so, yeah, I think that it's been awesome. And I think the network of interior, interior designers in the South and beyond is so kind to each other they're competitive obviously but you know they're pretty kind to each other and they share their knowledge so it's really been awesome for us because they're not afraid to tell people like oh Niner Creative did our brand or you know they're not holding it as a secret which is we appreciate so much <laughs> yeah I met many interior designers through you yeah <laughs> so you would say that having a niche in your business is definitely an opportunity that's good to know so in any creative work, inspiration is crucial. Where do you find your inspiration? You mentioned the Bauhaus, but you know, beside the Bauhaus. So I think before I became a mom, I had a lot more time to collect inspiration. Um, to be honest now, most of my inspiration will come from Instagram and Pinterest as I'm like exhausted, pregnant with my feet up, you know, <laughs> that's the truth now, but you know, as my life slows down again, one day, we love to travel. And, you know, in my daughter's first year of life, we went on over 30 flights. So experiencing the world and taking things in with an eye that my mom and my dad instilled in me and my siblings is like, you know, look at the shape of the leaves, you know, look at the, the tone of the stones appreciate the shape of a door you know it's like inspiration is just like all around and I love fashion so I'm always shopping I like have like a million different wish lists of shop my husband thinks I'm like maybe I am addicted but fashion and interiors both inspire me I'm not a pro at either but you have a very sharp eye in fashion. I love it because you are a risk taker and it works so well. I like to take risks for sure. 
Joe, I want to speak to you about your favorite sentence. Boss, life and easy. So, how did you start? How do you get your first clients? How did you get to be a boss? And what and easy today? You know, in the beginning, the hardest part was getting clients, you know, getting people, getting the business. Now the problem isn't getting the business. Now the problem is stepping away from the creative. I still am involved in the creative process, but I'm not in charge of it start to finish. Building a team that you really believe in, that you can trust, is the only way that I've that I think you can be like successful because, you know, I end up managing a lot of the business aspects of things now. You know, I, I do, I am networking, I'm doing estimates, I'm like talking and meeting with clients. And while I like will sit down and like do some concepts when I can, I'm more so giving feedback now. And so to be able to be in that position means I have a good team. And so, Getting a good team is the hardest, you know, thing I think for a business owner because you have to, you're a small company and you want to bring in people that you connect with and you trust, you know? So I think I'm like hitting that challenge, but then paying all those people is the next challenge. <laughs> so I remember we talked together one day about how, you know, you just started your business and you selected couple of company you wanted to work with and you just knock knock on doors can you explain us how you did you know my friend sarah it her family owns a rug company called matt cameron rugs which i know you guys love um she really believed in me like from the beginning and she and i weren't that close until i moved to houston we barely knew each other and she saw something in like my talent. And so she connected me with my first clients, um, which were interior designers. But beyond that, I also worked really hard to create these leave behinds, you know, whether it was like my business card and like a bottle of wine or like some sort of creative little packet that I could give these businesses that I really wanted to work with. And I'd say 90% of the time, no one said anything. Like they didn't even like say thank you. They didn't even respond to my like, thoughtful gifts. But then like 5% of the time or 10% of the time they would. So it's just, you just have to like be committed and like not be afraid to be embarrassed, you know? And don't give up. You don't give up. <laughs> so being a woman in business, your mother, you have a little daughter and you are expecting your second child. And I, I know you are a supporter of strong women in business. It's part of who you are. It really reflects in your social media and in your voice. I would love to learn more about it, why it matters so much to you. Yeah, so I'd say the thing I love most about what I do is that I get to meet so many strong, amazing women. I think as women, we immediately face like so many more challenges than men because we're, we carry the baby. As supportive as my, I mean, my husband is definitely a feminist and he definitely supports, he is. I mean, he supports me, he believes in me. 
he believes in our daughter and um, he's absolutely a feminist, but at the end of the day, he's not the one carrying our children and like running a business. And the fact that other women do this and I can draw strength from them when I hate being pregnant or I'm frustrated by, you know, the amount of things I need to do and carry this baby and not be able to have a glass of wine. Like <laughs> what I have to say, you were so sick during your pregnancy. That was so sad to see. I've been really sick, but I think, you know, I have this network of women that I work with and women that I know, you know, Valerie, you're one of them who teaches me that like we are capable of anything and the fact that you know there are women anywhere who are put down or like don't believe in themselves is just like so sad so i think just like supporting each other and not bringing each other down is just like so important you know one of the reasons i started this podcast is to learn about other people's creative minds and how they work and it's about, you know, sharing and put a, possibly work together. You and I, it appears that we work together on project. You as a graphic designer, me as an interior designer for new businesses. And I thought it was really interesting and really great to just start together and brainstorm on my side of the credit, my creative part and your creative part. And it appears that it worked very well and it really enhanced our creativity together. Our voice together really brought something extremely interesting. Definitely. And I think, you know, sometimes I get to collaborate. We're not always the only voice in a project, especially with, like you're saying, DTV um, and Grace, um, which we both got to work with together. It was so amazing to, you know, you had a vision for the interior. I had your vision for the interiors helped with my vision for the logo. And then, yeah, collectively they like married and had a baby and that was the logo and the interior design. And I think another client who we do that really well with is Emeralds. Um, they have a really amazing marketing team and they come to us with concepts that are amazing and they just need help executing them but they have thought really hard about you know what it is each restaurant is serving and the you know what they want their consumer to feel so i think we have some really successful projects with them because you know like you they care so much you know and they come with good ideas and like things that have concept behind them and like multiple creatives working together, I think is always a good thing. I agree. And so what is next for Nighter Creative? So I, like I said um, earlier, before we started this um, call was that I just hired another person. And so I think my goal is to continue to grow, um, continue delegating, and just continue to bring on clients that inspire me. I don't want to sell out. <laughs> I don't want to just like, you know, be working for giant companies that, you know, we're just like plugging out brochure designs. And, you know, I want us all to feel creative. Like we've, we've really gotten to be creative at the end of every day. And 
you know, maybe we'll branch into social media management or, you know, marketing or something. But I think right now I just want to stay true to branding and web design and just like continue to build what, on what we love. Yeah, social media, this is just like for everyone. This is an animal, goodness. Such an animal. So I don't know, I don't know if we'll do that, but we get so many requests to do it that it's eventually, I feel like I'm going to have to bring someone on to like help and maybe offer those services. But for now, especially with my second baby coming in like weeks, I just really want to stick to like what we're good at, building our clientele and just like, honing our you know skills as a team well joe thank you so much for accepting my invitation on textures podcast and good luck with the rest of your pregnancy yeah you know before you know it i'm gonna be in new orleans and you know enjoying a drink with you and showing you pictures of the next baby and we'll be chatting about our next business venture because we can't help ourselves (laughs) yes Thank you to Joe for joining me for this episode of Textures and thank you for listening. If you want to find out more about Joe and her company, Nider Creative, visit her website at nidercreative.com and her Instagram at nidercreative. I will include all links in the podcast webpage at valerielegras.com slash podcast. If you like this episode, follow us on Instagram at textures.podcast and please do not hesitate to share it with your friend. Don't be shy. Leave us a review. Help support our creative community. Thank you for listening. A bientôt.